welcome to the inaugural episode of the Screaming Eagle podcast. My name is Rocky, and I'm here along with my co-host, Cowboy, who you'll hear from in a quick second. So far in 2021, there hasn't been too many good things going on right now since the beginning of the year, and especially since Joe Biden got inaugurated on January 20th. Isn't that right, Cowboy? You know, everything that's happened so far, can we really be surprised? I, I really, we've been, we've been warned every step of the way about what was going to happen. Uh, ending the pipeline, opening our borders, bombing Syria, attacking women's sports, and so much more. Scary part is, we're just getting started. We're only 43 days in. People need to start realizing that conservative values are American values. Most people live with these ideas of freedom and individualism every single day and they don't even realize it. I agree. Now, before we get too in-depth with everything going on, I want to bring light on a little happier subject. At, uh, this past weekend at the CPAC meetings, uh, Donald Trump, made a, he was the main event there, put on a pretty good speech at a, uh, at a pretty good time to, to come out and do so, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think we needed it. Uh, he, he appeals to regular, everyday people. That, that's what won him the election the first time. They, mm-hmm. they spew these ideas that were cultists, that were, that were Nazis. They talked about the stage having Nazi symbolism. I, I think they, they, what they don't realize is what he stands for with freedoms, liberties, the people controlling how we live, not government. These are what we, the things we stand for, not not a cultist leader that we wear a red hat to uh, yeah. symbolize. Yeah, this was his first public appearance in a long time. I mean, there were some other pretty big names there. Christy Noem, Ron DeSantis, just uh, you know, name a couple off the top of the head. Yeah, he, I mean, did you see the, the polling that came out? Uh, Trump, Trump's still very popular among conservatives. It was, I think the straw poll they were on, he had 55%. Out of all the people who spoke, he had 55%. And then trailing behind him was DeSantis. He was at 21% in the poll. And then way down, Christy Nome was three with uh, about 3% of the vote. But, but you can see where we're going. We're taking the rhinos out of the party. This, these are This is new leadership yeah, that's how, going in. How about, to, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but how about today on uh, YouTube? This was, uh, they banned or they removed the video of his speech. I mean, are, are you shocked at this point or what do you think on this? I mean, how can you be? They're trying to suppress the conservative talk everywhere. Uh, anyone who posted this speech, uh, even Yahoo, big tech, that, that they're just, YouTube and Google especially, they're coming after uh, conservative talk. I know uh, Right Wing, uh, what's the RSBN? They, they posted it, they had 4 million views and oh, then they yeah. took it down. And their page got suspended. They got suspended, really. Yeah, the other, the other Yahoo, Fox News, they just had the video wiped away. They, uh, but they had their whole page suspended for two weeks. And I think YouTube yeah, said they're suspending anything that's new with Donald Trump for at least until uh, the fear of recklessness is gone. Well, when are they going to cut the ties on that? I mean, you look at the Capitol still, and they still have barbed wire everywhere, and Pelosi's out here. You know, like calling, like saying, oh, there's threats every day, there's blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when are you going to draw the line on it? You know, it looks like it's a, it's a militarized zone. Right <laughs> it's, it's the it's capital. The, they're comparing it to Iraq. This, this is political theater through and through. That's all it is. There's there's no difference. There's nothing. No, Nobody was coming after the Capitol day. There was nothing with QAnon. There, there was nothing. Trump wasn't going to be inaugurated again. It, it was a phony conspiracy. It's It's been relatively quiet, you know. Well, they've, they've suppressed his voice everywhere. He can't tweet. He can't get on Facebook. There's no Instagram. There's no parlor. You know yeah. how that ended up. Yeah, they say, oh, what's it going to be? Make your own social network. All right, fine. We did. And then, oh, that you can't have that. And then they say, oh, make your own internet. It's, that's how it's going to be at some point. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we have to, at some point, he's hinted at it. He talked about it in a couple of 
interviews that he gave. Uh, you have to wonder if Trump, he has the funds, obviously, to be able to do so. If there's going to be a, uh, a social media geared towards conservatism and uh, we're, we're allowed to express ourselves freely. But they're going to need a host because that's who keeps taking us off. Amazon took down Parler. I know they're back now, mm-hmm. but whenever we needed a place to be in the middle of all this to have our voice heard, and that's that's where... They took us down. A major point I want to make about uh, Trump's speech was his little hint towards running again. I don't. I forget the exact quote. It was something like something along the lines of like, oh, "Maybe I'll try to beat them a third time." Right? Was something like that. Yeah. Who 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 will that be? That's the, he was that what he his said? hands up. Yeah. Who who could that be? I mean, he was toying with the media. I mean, it was it was perfect. It, it was it was good political theater on the other side. Ex- yeah. And except of course that got picked up by uh, leftist media and it's, you know, trashing all that. I mean, I, I'd support him if he ran again. I would, you know, I would definitely be on board with that. Who wouldn't? You know, he, he appealed to the the regular average everyday Joe. That, that, take the shackles off business. Uh, let let you live your life to the freest, and and instead of having the government hold your hand along the entire way. Yeah, he he put America first, and right now the American people are hurting and need help. Trump promised two thousand dollar stimulus checks directly to the American people, and Pelosi openly admitted to halting the stimulus talks for election purposes. She goes, it was not a mistake. This is what this is the reality <laughs> we're dealing with. You know, it's it seems like the past four years of his presidency, it's just been a total manhunt you know they pick apart everything and who hurts at the end of the day it's the american people yeah i mean without a doubt i mean trump trump brought the idea of two thousand dollar stimulus checks and uh the bill is much much smaller than it is now what's it 1.9 trillion we'll get into in a second about what's actually inside of it uh you know a lot of the people they 60 percent of the people i think it was 61 percent like this bill but i think it's just because they know that they're getting the 1400 dollar check mm-hmm. that, that that's they're not. They're not realizing what's being funded. It's. It's a like Don Jr. talks about all the time. It's a Democrat pork bill. It's. And it's all these things they want to get through. What percentage is actually going towards COVID relief for the, the American people? What's it roughly nine percent? Yeah, nine percent. So it's. It's not a COVID relief bill. It's a. It's a Democrat wish list. That's all it is. And hopefully the Senate is gonna. You know, I, I think Joe Manchin's the most popular person in Washington. He's probably getting dinner offers all over the place from Republicans and Democrats on so many bills, not just this, but this is just, this is like the main event so far. Yeah, what, what's, uh, what were your favorite uh, leftist throw-ins as a part of the bill? I mean, it's it's just absolutely ridiculous. At least the Senate, uh, they've already shut it down. It's not going to go in, but a $15 minimum wage. I, I don't know how that's, they, they try to tie that together as if it's going to help with COVID relief, but in reality, it's just going to kill 1.4 million jobs. It's going to push us towards it's gonna push us towards more automation. It's gonna t- it's gonna take away all those jobs like I talked about. Especially in a day of you know automation, you know I was I was at a local wholesale retail store today, you know doing some grocery shopping, and I see this automated floor cleaner push. And I mean you know it's just a simple floor ke- floor cleaner, self automated, whatever. But you know you see a fifteen dollar mandatory minimum wage, you look at a whole other <coughs> boatload of jobs that you know trickle will go right out the door i mean we took a trip to boston a couple years back and this was right this was um what 2016 right yeah around there right around the election right at right right in the middle of the campaign and even then they had you know self-automated at the uh, mcdonald's like downtown boston they had self-automated uh you know order screens and then your food would just come right up i mean those are jobs in self-automation that's going to be the future on that well, well here's the thing regardless minimum there could be no minimum wage eventually automation is going to take over because 
at the end of the day, businesses are looking to make money. But here's what people don't realize. When you tax the rich, when you add to their, their bottom line, they're going to lose money on their bottom line, I mean. That's when that's when they start taking away jobs, not bringing jobs in. That's where the bonuses don't cut. They, they, they talk, I think it was Nancy Pelosi. She called the tax bill that people got an average of like 3000 back every year. She called it crumbs. Yeah, Things yeah, like that. Crumb, yeah. Do you, do you this, expect anything less? The CEOs, the business leaders, they're gonna they're gonna incentivize their employees whenever there's more money coming in. When you tax the rich, that's the job create creators. That's who's important. That's you're hurting you're, when you hurt them. That's all, uh, honestly hurting the bottom line, and it's gonna hurt the the small people inside the company. Going back to the uh, stimulus bill, uh, five hundred million dollars to quote fund activities related to the arts. Humanities, libraries, and museums. I mean, what do you think about that? That's, nobody has any problems with the arts. We we love the arts. We love museums. They, sure. they 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 need to be funded. But is this the place? Is this the time or the place to be doing something like that? No, it's yeah. in, and all the money going overseas too. I mean, absolutely not. Seen, what like gender studies and what Pakistan? Yeah, like uh, what we, there go, there's your tax dollars that works, folks. Yeah, I mean, over there. And on top of that, like here's the kicker. This is the biggest kicker to me from the last. COVID relief bill, bipartisan by the way, not just pushed through by one party. $113 billion in the last bill is yet to be spent. Like, where, where's that money at? Why, why can't uh, Joe Biden gets pressed on it a little bit because he, he gets runs away from questions. We'll get yeah. into that too. Oh yeah. But where's that $113 billion at? What's going on? What's going on there? And I saw uh, there's a bunch of money going towards schools again, and, and only 5% of it is going to be used in 2021. Again, why, why are we spending money down the road? When, when this is supposed to be a relief bill for now, the people yeah, now. Especially when this is a time of crisis. I mean, granted, vaccine distribution is at an all-time high thanks to Donald Trump and Operation Warp Speed. It was, uh, what was it, a couple days ago, Biden said that probably by May now they moved it, uh, they moved the time up that every American should be able to get a vaccine by then, right? Yeah, he and he's also the same guy that, what do you say, the, the vaccine wasn't even there yeah. when, when he came into office? Like, are you kidding me? How can anyone, this guy, he's a, he's a fool. You know they're going to try to erase <laughs> Trump's work with the vaccine creation big time. Like, oh, Biden already kind of alluded to that. Oh, yeah, this this is this is supposed to be, they're going to try to make this look like a big Biden victory. Like, Biden set up the distribution systems. That, that's not the case. This is all in place, and they're just following right along with what Operation Warp Speed. It's like, it's, it's like if he didn't change the tax code and they just renewed what was already there, it'd be like feeding peop, feeding Biden grapes. That, yeah. that, that's what it would be. And instead, they're going to look to take credit. And then, what, what, I don't even want to get into that this episode. We'll get into it later. But once they start changing the tax code, that's when we're going to start seeing some real change in America. It's really going to hit middle America, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they're going to erase Trump's work with it. They're going to remember, there was a news article that came out that said Trump uh, recommends uh, injecting disinfectants into <laughs> the body. Like, you, and they took it literally, like, you know, like... That's just that's been the story of how it's been over that presidency. Try to twist everything, but that's how it is. That's how it is with big tech. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like I'm still in shock. I, I can't believe that they're gonna take the speech. There's so much nonsense on YouTube, but there, there there's a major political party. The guy's giving a speech. He's he's banned everywhere. He gives a speech. Nothing in it. There's nothing directed towards violence or anything like that. And you're gonna take him off YouTube. You take his speech off YouTube. That's the only place. Where, where are we going to see that speech now? Right, yeah. I'm not sure if there's any other sites right now with it up, but, I mean, it was a great speech. There was nothing wrong about it, in my opinion, but according to YouTube and everyone over there, Mark Zuckerberg, he owns uh, YouTube, so... No, that's Google, excuse me. 
but uh yeah just they, they, they claimed it was insinuating violence and and i don't see it there, there was no there was a it was a love fest yeah, it, That's was, all it was good times, you know, good music, you know, everyone was happy to be there, and I was happy to watch. Didn't it, it look like a sense of normalcy, and, and, and let's hit that for a second. Florida, they had to move it, it's typically in Washington, D.C., they had to go to Florida, because Florida's one of the only states... In addition to South Dakota, that that's completely open. I mean, they're still following. They're being smart about it. They know the virus is real, but they're not. They're not taking everyone's freedoms away. Like they, they, that was perfectly fine what they did. They were still distancing, and they got together. It's it's risk tolerance. You should, the American people should be allowed to choose what their risks are. They want to take. Yeah, it could if it happened a couple. Di- well, if it happened this weekend or maybe the next, it could have been moved to either Texas or Mississippi because they just lifted the mask mandates and. Looks like they might be opening up full capacity pretty soon. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, Mississippi, I think it was today, or in terms of when this is posted, it'll be Thursday. Uh, I, I see no problems. I mean, Florida, I, I would say, is like the gold standard of how the how the pandemic should have been handled. They've, they've been open since the beginning. Uh, businesses, they, they've, they've been handcuffed, and it's time it's time there that these businesses are open to full capacity. Like, we can't we can't do this. There's not going to be any small... The, the big players, they, they're winning. They've won the whole time. The WalMarts, all of this. Yeah. They've, they've, they're winning. The small businesses, they, they need help. That, that's why that, that bill, that COVID relief bill, is so important. When nine percent is going towards small business and the people, like it's just absolutely, utterly ridiculous. I, I don't think the people that vote the other way know what's what, what's actually going on. They just know they're getting a fourteen hundred dollar check. Yeah, they brag about these uh, the vaccine distribution and how how grand it is and how. You know, they kind of allude to like it's going to be okay pretty soon, but at the same, and then you got people saying, "You got to wear two masks now." It's still wear your mask, wash your hands, kind of this fear mongering nonsense. And it's like, where do you, when's it going to end? You know, and I think Texas, Mississippi, I I got to give them, I gotta give them credit. I think it's a good move. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like that meme we posted online. Pretty soon, Doctor Fauci's going to come on. There's two, three masks right now. Pretty soon, he's going to yeah. wear the whole box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, that's this is Neanderthal thinking. You know, God forbid we have faith in the immune system that we all possess, and we don't give it any credit right anymore. I guess so. God forbid it does the job it's supposed to do. We gotta we gotta wear that. I saw Joe Biden called us Neanderthals. We gotta wear that with a badge of honor. Now I guess no, we're not just deplorable, right, like Hillary yeah. Clinton said. Now we're deplorable Neanderthals. So that's the badge of honor, and I, I hope some poli- Republican American first politicians run with that. <laughs> that's good bait. That's just uh, another typical thing to come out of Biden. You know, I mean, look at what he's done so far. How many executive? It's countless. How many executive orders have already been made? They rambled off about Trump being a dictator and how he did all this, did all that. Meanwhile, Biden's signing more executive orders in his first, what was it, 40 days in office than Trump has. <laughs> it's not even close. I think I have the number here as of February 25th, so who knows how many I, I, How many he signed by now. Uh, but he had 41 executive orders signed on February 25th in that same time span. Uh, his boss, who who knows, might be pulling some strings behind the scenes. Barack Obama at 26 at this point, and Trump, the so-called dictator, only had 24 in that same amount of time. He's on pace to set maybe a record high in terms of executive orders. Yeah, one of the worst ones, at least to me, was the ending of the Keystone Pipeline that was going to you know, further America's independence on energy, but we all know how fossil fuels are and it's it's it baffles me how he's with one stroke of the pen all these jobs were lost and that was within a couple of days of being inaugurated didn't like that one bit how inconsiderate can you be i mean you have to think about it. we're in a global pandemic and you're gonna with a stroke of a pen you're gonna kill 
tens of thousands of jobs. Well, they can just get another job. That's what they said. (laughs) Yeah, but they're going to code, right? They're going to code. Yeah. But on on top of that, all these people, all these jobs, they're they're just gone. And and you're going to hurt people in the middle of a pandemic. It it doesn't make any sense. But the the main point is to, it's all a political theater again. They want to cut carbon emissions, but the pipeline cuts carbon emissions. Now we're going to buy buy oil from the Middle East. We're going to buy oil from Russia, and we're going to bring it on railways, which Warren Buffett, a big Biden donor, owns. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the pipeline didn't release any carbon emissions. It just shot it through the pipeline down into the country. It wasn't, it wasn't coming on railways. Yeah, they make it look like it's this big... Huge, horrible, like not like disaster, like pollution everywhere looking concept. But you look at pipelines that are, you know, already in, like installed, it's you know, you couldn't tell, you really couldn't. Yeah, you can't tell. And, and we finally, after what the last time we were energy independent as a country was in 1953, and in 2019, that was the first time we've seen American energy independence. And we saw it, it was reflected in our gas prices. Now, look what's going on. The, the the now I call it the war on oil again. It's not it hasn't even started yet, but but oil prices are going to rise like crazy, and it's a direct correlation with the economic policies of the Biden administration. And it starts with the pipelines being shut down and the the drilling that's going on in the country being shut down. Yeah, at least on our end, uh, gas has gone up. What was it around uh, a little bit before inauguration? About like it was it was less than two fifty. It was uh. Was probably about, what two thirty gallon, round about two twenty. Yeah, and now uh, we're, we're pushing three. Around this time last year, we were in Pennsylvania, right around a dollar. I mean, uh, right around two dollars. And uh, now, what we're press- pushing three, and we're just getting started. Wait till the summer rolls around. That's yep. when we're gonna start seeing three twenty, three fifty. Who knows where? Who knows what four years is gonna hold for this administration? And this is gonna be a period where a lot of places, hopefully, are gonna be opening up. And people are gonna want to be out and about, and then they're gonna look. They're gonna go down to the local gas station and see four dollars a gallon. That's my guess. What about yeah. you? Four dollars. Who knows? That's just the start. Wait, wait till we get deeper and deeper into this administration. Who knows where we end? That, that's all. There's no no telling how far, how bad this gets. Speaking of uh, fossil fuels, the rejoining of the Paris Climate Climate Accord. In the, in the fact that oh, America is the worst polluter in the world, but statistically. Over the past like decade plus, we have gone down in emissions big time compared to some other countries that are targeted much, much less. Uh, clean China. Our, yeah, clean China. Our carbon emissions under the Trump administration went down. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it went down from where we were at with Obama. And it, it wasn't even close. And and uh, it's really, it's just all, we're uh, like we do always, we're just paying other countries that... China is in the Players' Climate Accord, and they don't follow it at all. They're the, one of the worst polluters in the entire... Yeah, they, they don't follow the guidelines. Of course not. That, that's what I mean. For years and years and years, we've been raked over the coals by China. Another one, stopping construction of the border wall, which is... You look at what just happened recently. A bunch of uh, illegal immigrants came in, crossed the border... And how many was it? About 100 tested positive for COVID. Right into Texas. Right into Texas, you're going to let 100 COVID... Po- you, you know, you you don't have any freedom as an American. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You got to go to Florida or Texas, Mississippi. But now these illegal immigrants can file into Texas and they just get brought out like it's nothing. And then how about the Twitter page, the ICE agents page? It's now shut down. That used to be a page where they would show illegal immigrants who came into the country. And then the, who they, when they were released into sanctuary cities, you'd know who they were. That's not shut down. The Biden administration shut that down. So just another reason to... Why they're not putting America last? Yeah, granted, we you know immigration—it's a crucial part of 
America. It's uh, how we function. It's how we, you know, it's what we're founded on. But given that, you, we want you here legally. We want we want to know who you are. We don't want any bad people coming in, which Trump attacked and got uh, criticized for. This is where they threw the race card at him, saying that this debate over or building the wall was, you know, just racially motivated when entirely it was to protect foundation or protect the Americans who are here, and that's the foundational principle. Yeah, I think that's the thing that people miss. There's people, there's there's people that have recently immigrated that did it the right way. They they also you hear it all the time. They want these these border securities. They want they want to have a safe country. They want the border wall doesn't re- signify stay out. It, it, it signifies come through the door. Like yeah. just do it the right way. And, and and border security, they always talk about it. Democrats say they want it, but it starts with a wall. They they need to finish the wall. It's so important. Yeah, we expect nothing less. I mean, a couple, those are a couple failures so far, in our opinion, in the uh, early Biden presidency. What do you think? You think there's going to be any more coming in the next coming weeks? Oh yeah, like couple I executive said, executive orders. Just wait till just <coughs> the one real quick about executive orders. The one good thing about a stroke of a pen entering the Paris Climate Accord, uh, all these different things ending the pipeline. The one good thing about that, not passing it through Congress, is the next president is going to have the ability to eradicate all of these executive orders with a stroke of a pen. They're going yeah. to be gone. Just like he did. Everybody has executive orders. Biden canceled so many uh, executive orders of Trump. I mean, one of the ones that I thought was great, I wish it would have went through Congress, so it would still be there. But for every, um, what was it? For every department in the government, there were two regulations that had to be killed for every new one proposed. That, that That's the kind of things that put businesses first. So mm-hmm. there, was, there wasn't red tape all over the government. I mean, all over the people, all over businesses. That's that's the kind of stuff that, that Joe Biden's putting last. This is just the beginning, too, folks. This is this is all part of the growing culture that comes with this uh, quote unquote blue wave that hopefully gets swamped in a couple years by a red wave. It, you look at the the hypocrisy right now with Coke, for example, and the woke culture. Like, are they, what are they like? Have you seen the recent stuff with Coke in the news about yeah. what they're what they're uh, training employees with? Yeah, what is this? To be less white. Like, nobody chooses what they want. Yeah. No, no, nobody chooses their skin color, their race. Nobody chooses that. But but now, this, this is what they do. This is what the left does. This is what the woke culture does. They group people together. Instead of looking at individuals and individualism, no two people are alike. I don't care if you're a conservative, a liberal, white, black. There's no two people no, that are they, exactly the they same. They treat you like you're an awful human being, and now they're like, okay, here, we need to instill this curriculum into you uh, to make sure of that, and it, it's just ridiculous. And Coke, too, like, could it come from, like, a, like, they, they have a white polar bear. Is that, is the polar bear gone? When yeah. Christmas time comes around, are we going to get rid of that? Maybe. Like, how, how far can this go? Are they going to take the white logo off the can? Like, it's it's absolutely insane. You Anything could be... Anything that it just doesn't make any sense. It's well, it's insane. Well, granted, like we are already banning books. I mean, Dr. Seuss came into recent limelight over some, you know, over some past prior books that were made, in the, you know. But it's a lot of people will say, oh, it's just a children's book. But yes, sure, it's the principle behind it. Like you want to investigate these books. I quite honestly don't see anything too drastically scary wrong with it. Like, don't read dehumanize. it. Yeah, yeah. Don't if read you don't, it. If you're afraid of it, you don't like it. Don't read it. That that that's isn't that beautiful. It's it's a children's book, and I and I think if you were to read it without this knowledge of that it's bad, and you're without this knowledge, you would just pass right through it, and you wouldn't bat an eye. 
Yeah, it's uh, absolutely ridiculous. The cancel call. We now we we don't these next four years we don't have someone fighting the cancel culture. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't think it's just partisan either. I mean, there's definitely some guys on the left that have to be thinking this is absolutely insane, and, and maybe they say something different in front of the cameras, but. I mean, come on. There, there's people get, that grew up on, on, on Dr. Seuss. you got to be careful now. You you know, something you posted in 2010 can come back to bite you in the ass. And, you know, regardless of who you are now, you know, and that can just, you know, completely destroy you. Yeah, what, what is this? I mean, what's all been canceled just in one year? you got syrup. Aunt yeah. Jemima's gone. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle Ben. Yeah. gone. Rice. What, what was bad about Uncle Ben on rice? Like, he, yeah. he was a black man. Are you not allowed to have a black man signify? No. Like, that, like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, to me, that seems more inherently racist than anything. And now you have, like, you're pulling away all these black mascots for these products, and now you have none. You know, you have this is the exact opposite of what they're doing. They're nitpicking and pulling out little things that may catch your attention, maybe cause some issues, but what's it really solving? I mean, you got a guy in the office right now that signed off on a crime bill that hurt minorities for years, and now he's going to come out on this big stage and say how he's going to make all these changes. He doesn't care about the African-American community. I mean, look how many racial things he said. He said you can't go into a Dunkin' Donuts or 7-Eleven without hearing an Indian accent. Yeah. I mean, he wrote the crime bill in 94. He said so many terrible oh, things. If you didn't vote for him, you, you're not black. Oh, that, that, that's just what yeah. starts, too. So many other things that he said. It's insane. It's ridiculous. But Trump was the racist one. Trump hated everybody. and Oh, the dictator. He he didn't go through Congress. All this other stuff. Every it's funny because everything they say about Trump is what they do. It's like they give out their playbook beforehand by saying it's about the other side. Yeah, the hypocrisy is blinding. It's like I mentioned with the pipeline. You know, a lot of people on the left, their response was, "Oh, they can just get another job." And just like, "Oh, I thought you were caring for all people. I thought this was supposed to be the way of the Democrats." But no, we're just gonna just go work on the electric farm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well, speaking of hypocrisy, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, they, they, they dra- dragged him through the mud. It was insane what they did to him. And now you got Joe Biden. Tara Reid came out with some very legitimate sure, very legitimate allegations that got swept under the rug while he was running. And now Andrew Cuomo, he, they're making these sexual allegations against him. It's making news. I don't think that's the problem. I, I think the problem that really is at hand here is what, uh, his mishandling of the COVID pandemic. That, that that's the real problem here. He senior oh, citizens horrible. were put at risk. He he killed there's blood on his hands for what he did. Who thought and it wasn't just him. It happened in Michigan with Governor Whit- Whitmer and it happened in PA with Governor Wolf. How did they think this was a good idea to put COVID positive patients into a nursing home yeah. with with people at risk? That that's your most vulnerable section of the country. Yeah, you mentioned Pennsylvania at the time. She was uh, Health Secretary Rachel Levine. She pulled her aunt out of a nursing home before the mass migration happened. So they were definitely aware of what was going to happen. They they knew they knew what their intentions were. Oh, and they yeah. just, you know, funnel them all in. And then Como goes on CNN bashing Trump and for their response. Oh, yeah, it's now a- look, it's all unfolding. There's a lot coming out. And he's doing some pretty nasty, creepy stuff. They just don't. That they want to focus. That's a winning argument because he can get out of it. He can get out of it. They 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 don't want to focus on the problem that's really at hand and that mismanagement. That there's something to be said about. I I, I think he, maybe now he can get away with it, but I don't think history is going to look back too slow on it. Oh, the sleepy bastard. He's not. His, he's he's going to erase 
what Trump did for the COVID with for his everything he did with COVID is going to be erased and he's going to try to take all the credit for it but you know yeah. he came out and said that he really didn't have a plan you know even after he got out he was like there's nothing really else differently we can do it was a, <laughs> like okay Joe thanks I mean he doesn't really come out too often but you know when he does he sure is making ass out of himself yeah, speaking of that 43 days 43 days he has had a press this is the most of any president ever he hasn't had a standalone press conference where he's just getting questions from the media I mean Trump did it every day, Trump, and and he didn't have friends in the media. Now there's friends in the media that Trump are going to throw some balls. Trump put on an, like an hours long speech on Sunday, you know. And I mean, he's one of the greatest speakers of all time. You, I couldn't imagine Joe giving a speech like that. You know, I can't wait for the State of the Union. Oh, just wait. You know, I'm I'm a little worried. I think they might use COVID as a they are, as an yeah, excuse. I think are, it might be. A pre-recorded State of the Union speech because twenty I, I, minutes long. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think that man could go up there in front of Congress and the American people with the cameras on and give a just a normal straight. Could you imagine how bad that would be? Anyone? I, I don't think anyone can imagine Joe Biden up there giving a speech without stuttering or saying, "Where the hell am I?" All this yeah. stuff. <laughs> I mean, there was a news. Uh, this happened uh, maybe yesterday, a couple days ago, where he was uh, giving like it was like a video conference or whatever, and then he mentioned. I forget what exactly he said, but he was like, "Is this? I guess I'll I'll be open for questions now, like if that's what I'm supposed to do." And then he kind of like, you know, nothing was said. And then on the live feed, it just cuts right back to the like the White House logo, like, and that was it. No well, questions his, for Joe today. His handlers know. They they know. He he probably he probably branched out on his own there and said that. His handlers know he can't handle questions from. The, that's there's a reason why he hasn't been given a press conference by himself. He. He de- he's definitely one that needs a press secretary. I'm saying he hit a lot during the uh, uh, the campaign too. You know, all summer long he was hiding his hiding in his basement, sleeping the summer away. <laughs> yeah, him and he's probably got four masks on when he's taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> that sleepy bastard. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, Kamala's no better. I can't. Oh, jeez. Well, I-, I thought Kamala was pulling the strings behind the behind the scenes, but then there's a report that comes out that she didn't even know about the Syrian airstrikes. So it has to it leaves me wondering, like, what's who's really pulling the strings behind the? Who uh, is the, the puppeteer? This is this week's question. Who is the puppeteer? Yeah, we're we're dying to know the answer to who the puppeteer is behind the scenes. If you have the answer, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Reach out to us on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, we're all over the place. Yeah, you can find us on there. Man, Pick me a not a bad first podcast, right? No. Hit a lot of hit a lot of stuff. No, this was good talking to you. I feel like we have a lot more to come, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems like there's something we could talk about every single day. Every day. And, and we'll see. We're just going to see what happens. This is just the beginning, and the best is yet to come. The best is absolutely yet to come. Four years from now. And we'll see. But for now, here we are at the Screaming Eagle Podcast. My name is Rocky. Cowboy. We are signing off, and we will see you next time. Keep fighting the good fight. Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have